Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Word of the Lord to Jeremiah Against the Ammonites. It shall be focused on the study of Jeremiah chapter 49. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we recognize judgment coming to the Ammonites, and Father, we it makes us think about judgment that's coming to the world today as we recognize it's in a condition where it's ready for judgment. Father, help us to hide under the pavilion of your word, for you said the name of the Lord is a mighty tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. We pray, Father, thanking you for the way You've showed us to find salvation in the way, the shelter you've created for the on, from the oncoming storm. Speak to us out of thy word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Jeremiah chapter 49. Jeremiah 49. Concerning the Ammonites, thus saith the Lord, Hath Israel no sons? Hath he no heir? Why then doth their king inherit Gad, and his people dwell in his cities? Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will cause an alarm of war to be heard in Rabbah of the Ammonites, and it shall be a desolate heap, and her daughters shall be burned with fire. Then shall Israel be heir unto them that were his heirs, saith the Lord. Howl, O Heshbon, for Ai is spoiled. Cry, ye daughters of Rabbah, gird you with sackcloth, lament, and run to and fro by the hedges, for their king shall go into captivity, and his priests and his princes together. Wherefore gloriest thou in the valleys, thy flowing valley, O backsliding daughter, that trusted in her treasures, saying, Who shall come unto me? Behold, I will bring a fear upon thee, saith the Lord God of hosts from all those that be about thee. And ye shall be driven out every man right forth, and none shall gather up him that wandereth. And afterward I will bring again the captivity of the children of Ammon, saith the Lord. Concerning Edom, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Is wisdom no more in Taman? Is counsel perished from the prudent? Is their wisdom vanished? Flee ye, turn back, dwell deep, O inhabitants of Dedan, for I will bring the calamity of Esau upon him, the time that I will visit him. If grape-gatherers come to thee, would they not leave some gleaning grapes? If thieves by night, they will destroy till they have enough. But I have made Esau bear. I have uncovered his secret places, and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren his neighbors, and he is not. Leave thy fatherless children. I will preserve them alive, and let thy widows trust in me. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, they whose judgment was not to drink of the cup have assuredly drunken. And art thou he that shall altogether go unpunished? Thou shalt not go unpunished, but thou shalt surely drink of it. For I have sworn by myself, saith the Lord, that Bozra shall become a desolation, a reproach, a waste, and a curse. And all the cities thereof shall be perpetual wastes. 
I've had a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent unto the heathen, saying, Gather ye together, and come against her, and rise up to the battle. For lo, I will make thee small among the heathen, and despised among men. Thy terribleness hath deceived thee, and the pride of thine heart. O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, that holdest the height of the hill, Though thou shouldst make thy nest as high as the eagle, I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. Also Edom shall be a desolation. Every one that goeth by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss at all the plagues thereof, as in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the neighbor cities thereof, saith the Lord, no man shall abide there, neither shall a son of man dwell in it. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan against the habitation of the strong. But I will suddenly make him run away from her. And who is a chosen man that I may appoint over her? For who is like me? And who will appoint me the time? And who is that shepherd that will stand before me? Therefore hear the counsel of the Lord that he hath taken against Edom, and his purposes that he hath purposed against the inhabitants of Teman. Surely the least of the flock shall draw them out. Surely he shall make their habitations desolate with them. The earth is moved at the noise of their fall. At the cry, the noise thereof was heard in the Red Sea. Behold, he shall come up and fly as the eagle, and spread his wings over Bozrah. And at that day shall the heart of the mighty men of Edom be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. Concerning Damascus, Hamath is confounded, and Arpad. For they have heard evil tidings, they are faint-hearted, there is sorrow on the sea. It cannot be quiet. Damascus has waxed feeble, and turneth herself to flee. And fear hath seized on her, anguish and sorrows have taken her, as a woman in travail. How is the city of praise not left, the city of my joy? Therefore her young men shall fall in her streets, and all the men of war shall be cut off in that day, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall consume the palaces of Ben-Adad. Concerning Gadar, and concerning the kingdoms of Hazor, which Nebuchadrezzar king of Babylon shall smite, thus saith the Lord, Arise ye, go up to Gadar, and spoil the men of the east. Their tents and their flocks shall they take away. They shall take to themselves their curtains and all their vessels and their camels, and they shall cry unto them, Fear is on every side. Flee, get you far off, dwell deep, O ye inhabitants of Hazor, saith the Lord. For Nebuchadrezzar king of Babylon hath taken counsel against you, and hath conceived a purpose against you. Arise, Get you up unto the wealthy nation that dwelleth without care, saith the Lord, which have neither gates nor bars which dwell alone. And their camels shall be a booty, and the multitude of their cattle a spoil. And I will scatter into all winds them that are in the utmost corners, and I will bring their calamity from all sides thereof, saith the Lord. And Azor shall be a dwelling for dragons, and a desolation for ever. There shall no man abide there, nor any son of man dwell in it. The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet against Elam 
in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will break the bow of Elam, the chief of their might, and upon Elam will I bring the four winds from the four quarters of heaven, and will scatter them toward all those winds. And there shall be no nation whither the outcasts of Elam shall not come. For I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies, and before them that seek their life. And I will bring evil upon them, even my fierce anger, saith the Lord. And I will send the sword after them, till I have consumed them. And I will set my throne in Elam, and will destroy from thence the king and the princes, saith the Lord. But it shall come to pass in the latter days, that I will bring again the captivity of Elam, saith the Lord. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Lean Not Unto Thy Own Understanding. This was preached in 1965 on January the 20th. We'll begin at paragraph 19 up to paragraph 60. I trust you find it to be a blessing. I got that little uh, story about that eagle walking with the hens and the chickens because he was hatched out and born there. But he never did feel just like them chickens. And, you know, when his mammy come by and hollered, he heard a voice that sounded awful good to him because, remember, he was an eagle to begin with. He just had to come to find himself, to find his place. That's the way every believer is. He wasn't born for this world. He was created in the image of God to be a son of God. You don't belong in this chicken yard out here. You are an eagle. And you know, I got on that eagle and I couldn't get my feet back on the ground. So I, I just got, I went too long and then I forgot what my text was. And I lost my notes and everything else. So I just had an awful time. But that's what it was. It's just on that eagle. Now, may that eagle God, you know, God likens his prophets to eagles. And he calls himself an eagle. He's Jehovah Eagle, Papa Eagle. And the reason he does that, an eagle can fly higher than any bird there is. And because he's made different from any other bird. Now, he does not build his nest on the ground like chickens and so forth. But he goes high to build his nest. And another thing, that he is a special built bird. Now, if a, if a hawk or a crow or a buzzard or any other bird would try to follow him up in the heavens, he would disintegrate. He's not made for it. He has to be a special person to go up there. His feathers are tighter than any other bird. He's, and his eye is sharper than any other bird. And the higher he goes, the further he can see. Well, some of them birds, when they get as high as they're supposed to be, they're blind as a bat. <laughs> That's the way it was. Well, uh... Hey. <laughs> When they leave that creed, they don't know nothing about it. <laughs> Days and miracles just pass while they can't see it. But eagles can go into the heavens, the heavens of heavens up there. What good does it do to get up there if you can't see? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> to be a, one of them and associated with a whole nest full of them now. Let us turn in the Old Testament uh, to the book of the Proverbs written by Solomon. 
one of the wisest men in the world outside of our Lord, Jesus. But he wasn't exactly like Solomon, insomuch as Solomon was a man born of a woman and was begotten by an earthly father, uh, David. But Jesus was a virgin-born son and was not altogether a man, but he was God, the God-man. Yes, amen. And he was more than a man. He was a man plus. Yes. But Solomon was just a man like you and I. And he asked God for wisdom to run his kingdom, and he had a gift of wisdom, the smartest man that we've ever known of outside of our Lord. He wrote the Proverbs, and I think they're very good. And we're going to turn now to the book of Proverbs, the first chapter, uh, and um, uh, second chapter, uh, rather, and the first few verses of the Proverbs of two, beginning with one. Proverbs 2, beginning with 1, the continuation of Solomon advising his sons. My son, if thou wilt receive, uh, I'm sorry, it's Proverbs 3, 1. I'm sorry, I looked over here on, on uh, my book, and it, uh, I see that it is Proverbs 3, instead of one, uh, 2, I'm sorry. Proverbs 3, 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall be, shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Oh, I think that's the most beautiful scripture. Now I want to take for a text out of the, the fifth verse. Lean not unto thy own understanding. Now, this is a, a very strange text for the day that we're living in. Because the emphasis today is certainly laid upon education and upon our own understanding of things. The day of, of learning. But uh, we find out here that this strange statement, like other scriptures, it has its place. And we trust that God will let us see where the place is. Today, we send our children to, to school to have understanding. Then after they're through the uh, grammar schools, we send them to high school for a better understanding of knowledge. Then after they're through there, some children are even fortunate enough to go to college and go through college to complete their education and their understanding of knowledge, what they are acquired of by many times to get a job. You have to have a, at least a high school understanding, uh, college education or so forth. Yet, the wise Solomon told us that not to lean to it, 
not to our own understanding. Learn not of these things, because we wonder why that he would say such a thing as this, for it's because that usually our modern understanding is usually the wisdom of man which is contrary to the Word of God. I think that's what as Solomon was trying to advise his sons, was not to be illiterate, but not to lean to their understanding. And I think it would be a good exhortation today if we said to our sons and to the sons of God that it's all right to have an education. There's nothing against that. But when that education is contrary to the Word of God, then lean to the Word and let your education go. Because the uh, Word and education will stand and will give you a good job, probably a good standing amongst intellectual people, but that's all right, which will probably be a great help to you, help you in your financial and your, your livelihood, make living maybe a little better for you. But remember one thing, my son, you've got to die. No matter how much education you got, how much culture you're able to accumulate, you've yet got to face death because it is written that man must die and after that the judgment. Yes. And God, when death is not so bad, but coming to the judgment is the bad part. Now, you can die, but after that the judgment and God is not going to inquire of you how much schooling you got when you were here on earth, how much knowledge you accumulated, whether you got your Bachelor of Art or whatever degree you might have been, even as a minister. It's not going to be required of you, but it's going to be required of you what you did about the understanding of God's Word. Yes, amen. That's where the requirement comes, because that your education... Fine, but the Word of God is life. My Word is life. Yes. And to know it is life. And He, He said, know Him. He is the Word. Yes, He is. So you can only know Him by the Word, for He is the Word. That's the only way you'll know Him, is by His Word. Somebody could come up and say, this is God, or that's God, or this is God, or this is right, and that's right. But we come back to the Word, which is the truth. And the Word is just like the, uh, the North Star. It's a true star. No matter which way the world's afloating, that North Star is centered with the Earth. You set your compass to the North Star. It's always in the center of the Earth. Other stars float around with the world, but the North Star stays stable. Now, the compass is the Holy Spirit, and the, uh, your your tie post would be the North Star, so the Holy Spirit will always point towards the Word. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to anything else but the Word of God. So how could a man accept a creed when it's contrary to the Word and then still say he has the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost would point you away from that. It takes the Holy Spirit to point you to the Word, for He is the Word. He is the Word, and it can only, as the, uh, as the magnet in the uh, compass is only set towards the North Pole, that's the only way it can draw. And when the Holy Spirit is an author and writer, 
and the quickener of the Word, how can it point the person to anything else but the Word? So when a person says they have the Holy Ghost and accepts something contrary to the Word, it shows that ain't the genuine Holy Ghost they got. See? It may be a ghost. I wouldn't dispute that. But it, it isn't the Holy Ghost of Christ. Now, you know, many times they take one another's spirit. <laughs> and so that might point in a, like a group of man to a certain thing. But it won't, uh, it, it won't point to Christ. But the Holy Spirit always points to Christ. And Christ is the Word. We see this so plainly in the Bible, or I do. Maybe I might be wrong, but uh, in my thinking. But I don't think so. Because that this lean not to your own understanding of things. If you lean to your own understanding, then you're bound to get off of the right road. You can't lean to anyone else's understanding when it comes to life. To find life, you've got to lean to the Word. Amen. That's life. We see this from the beginning. It's so plainly made known to us from the beginning that God gave His first family on earth His Word to live by. Only His Word was to live by. Now, that's not through eating their food and so forth, but His Word, they were to live by eternally. And as long as they kept that Word, they lived eternally. But the first little phrase of that Word was misplaced the whole chain broke and the human race plunged into death. See? Now, we notice Eve, which was uh, no doubt an intelligent person, the first got off of Adam, who was the, the son of God. And Eve, certainly being in that spot where there had been no sin, no place for sin. She certainly must have had a wonderful conception of what God was. Because every afternoon, she and her husband walked in the cool of the garden in the evening and talked face to face with God. What a, an unreasonable uh, thing that a person who would walk face to face with God each day and then would turn to the reasoning of something that reasoned her away from the Word of God. We still got them. Can you so easily be reasoned away from the Word of God after sitting in the presence of God? Seeing the Word of God preached, the Word of God made manifest, drunkards and sinners come to the altar and be converted and made new creatures in Christ. People of ill fame made ladies and gentlemen and then to turn from that blessed thing that led them to this life and then be perverted off after some kind of a creed to become more popular or, or get into what they would call a better class of people. While you're in the best class that there is, Amen. sons and daughters of God. 
I like that company better than I would with all the kings and potentates and everything else. Give me that humble bunch of people if they don't go uh, the right hand from the left. As long as they know God and love Him and serve Him, that's the celebrity of heaven to me. Yes, sir. Now, but we find that Eve was easily persuaded by Satan from the Word of God, and she leaned on her own understanding because Satan had projected something to her which wasn't to her real understanding of God, but she had something else told to her by the enemy, Satan, and she believed it. Now, we find the results of this, it plunged the whole human race to death because the first mother on the earth Lean to her own understandings contrary to the Word of God and plunge the whole human race to death. Now, do you believe that? That's the Word. Well, a woman is always... A church in the Bible is tied to woman. And a church today can accept a bunch of dogmas or creeds and plunge the whole congregation. That's right. In a separation from God, those people who adopt those things instead of the Word of God are just like Eve, and it's been done over and over till it's got this whole generation plunged away from the Word of God. And when the Word is made manifest, the Word is revealed, they won't accept it because they won't do it because they lean to their own understanding. Amen. This church was built here. It's a beautiful place. It's a great organization. It's a member of a great body of people. Why shouldn't we belong to that? I'll trust in it. Trust not in your own understanding, but trust in the Word of the Lord. Now, now it ended finally in death to the whole race, as I said. Same as now to the many people who rely upon their own understanding, their dogmas and creeds and so forth, Claiming the Word of God is not altogether true, that some of it is inspired and some is not. How can you have faith in a Bible if part of it is inspired and part of it is not? If one, if one quotation is wrong, then the whole thing might be wrong. It's all got to be right. Exactly right. And some of these so-called perverted Bible schools teaching man's Knowledge, accumulation, where they get together and sit in a council of people and say, now look, if the days of miracles, it ended in the days of the apostles. And many men under the bishop or the high man would sit there and say, well, if I can just agree with him, no doubt, but I might be in line next for his position. See, then you lean to your own understanding instead of standing on your two feet for the Word of God. That's what causes these things. Some time ago, someone, I was in a dispute uh, on an income tax, and they said to me, said, why, your trustees are nothing but puppets, I suppose. I said, if I had a trustee on the board that had a different idea and wouldn't stand up, and I don't care who's speaking about it, would express his own views of it, I'd throw him off the board. Yes, sir. Though it was contrary to my belief, I want him to express what he thinks is right. That's what I got him there for. See what he says about it. But we have it. Notice, Jesus said in St. John 10, 
My sheep know my voice. Yes, amen. A voice, of course, is his word when he's speaking. My sheep know my voice. My voice has been proven to them to be true. It's been vindicated that it is my voice. Now, now notice, they are not subject to following any other voice. They won't. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. In other words, they will not understand a theological voice that's teaching contrary to the word. The sheep don't understand that. No more than the eagle last night could understand the clucking of a hen. It, it, uh, they don't understand because he was an eagle. And that's the same thing with a genuine, born-again child of God. They understand only the things that are of God. Now, somebody say, well, now, look, you can do this. I think, it's, I believe that it isn't this the way. I believe that the days of miracles is past. I don't believe that that's divine healing. I don't believe this. Now, a genuine born-again Christian, that'll never stop in his ears. He don't understand it at all. And how could a man that believes in God and can read the Bible and see that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever will ever accept such a thing as that? I don't understand it. So... They do not lean to their own understanding. Just like a, a baby. You take a little baby and let him be born and let him once lean upon his mother's bosom. Nurse from her the warm milk. Lean his little head upon her bosom, though he's just a few hours old. In a day or two from then, take him away from his mother and give him over on the breast of a strange mother. He'll kick them little feet up in the air and yell. It's not his mother. See, he has already had a something about him because he is a part of this mother. Yet nature has provided him a way to know his own mama. And if nature has provided a way for a baby to know its mother from where it's born from, how much more has he, a son of God that's born by the Spirit of God, he knows his mama. He knows because he was born of the Word. And he understands the Word. Put him in a strange place, he certainly is out of, out of place. He'll get out of there as quick as he can. Because he has, he doesn't lean somebody saying, Now wait, dear, this is your mama now. It's not his mama. Because he has a way of knowing it. He's part of this mother. That's his mother. No one else can ever take her place. He knows his own mother. Notice how it, is, how it is really so God has made everything after its kind. The cattle after their kind. Many times in bringing around up down, we bring the whole herds of cattle and the little calves. I used to wonder how they would ever know their own mama. Now they, the, they're coming down uh, out of the mountains. The cattle all mixed together. Uh, uh, a cow that is uh, with the calf. Maybe a, a little hungry calf might nurse a little from the other mother if he's real hungry. But when we stop him out on the prairie, that mama starts to do that crowd of cows and calves. And she finds her own and the calf is running for its mother. It knows that certain little whine yeah. in her ball. And she's bawling for that calf. The other mothers are bawling to you. You can't even hear yourself think. But that little calf will find that certain call of its mother because it's part of the mother. Praise the Lord. And a born
born-again Christian from heaven, he is a part of this world. Right. Another mama, he will not follow. He's a part of the word. He stays with the word. If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who can prepare himself for battle? Said Paul. He knows the sound of the word. Notice how how this is. The predestinated hand of God following them through. He knows that he was ordained. He was in the gospel truth. He knows that he was born by the Spirit of God. He knows that the Spirit of God cannot deny the Word of God. So therefore, a stranger, he will not follow. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the teaching for not to lean on our own understanding, but, Father, to look to the revelation of the word that You've given us. Help us, Father, to drop our carnal mindsets, but to put on the mind of Christ. For You said, let the mind of Christ be in You. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Somewhere beyond the grave There is a land Where Jesus has gone to prepare By His own hand And for the sake by grace There is a resting place And in a few more days will be mine. Some call it heaven, I call it home. Some call it dreaming, just let me dream on. Some call it paradise, somewhere beyond the sky. Some call it heaven, but I call it home. Some say that you can't go back home again, for things will never be the same as they've been. But I've got good news for you When heaven comes into you One glimpse and you'll know the best Is yet to come Some call it heaven But I call it home 
Just let me dream on Some call it paradise Somewhere beyond the sky Some call it heaven But I call it home Some call it paradise Somewhere beyond the sky Some call it heaven But I call it home I 